So welcome to our Twitch viewers who have been seeing my plane for, for about a minute there. Um, we are back in 2021 uh, in Rio this time. Uh, so for those who might want to be flying with us, that's Sierra Bravo Gulf Lima. Well, of course, first of all, we're seeing this new livery from Asobo. Got to thank them for this. It's a cute and nice livery there. Um, but also we're starting 2021. Lots of new things for this year. Hopefully better than last year. I'm already seeing while taxiing down there. The That's just because I'm terrible, so I don't want to waste the stream's no, you're, time. You're not while terrible. I... You're just terrified of it. But <laughs> I believe you do have better hardware now. So that will allow... I do. I'm learning to uh, use my throttle quadrant at long last. And uh, getting better at it. Well, that's great. Um little hello to your users in Twitch. We also have evidence, please. Uh, Juaniston, oh, yes. Shack Attack, STW, another viewer. Hey, guys. Um, nice to see you guys in here. Uh, today, we're going to do a flight that doesn't have a flight plan. We're going a bit off of our usual course because why not? Found it interesting. Oh, there. I'm not alone. And what best but to start in an airport that is very detailed. I actually didn't know this when uh, I chose this airport. But I wanted to see the scenery around Brazil because... I know a bit about Brazil, I have a bit of family that lives down there, and it's just an exciting place I've really never flown. Yeah, so it's time to go try that, it's time to take a look. Um, I'm seeing you two already down there preparing for, for takeoff, you guys are too quick. I just wanted to get down there and make sure that I wasn't delaying the group by putzing around and <laughs> like I said, I'll get used to it. It's much better now than it was a few weeks ago, I'll tell you that much. So. Practice can only make perfect. Yeah, I haven't had as many hours in the uh, with this hardware yet. Yeah. So I'm sure that uh, as I do, I'm I'm sure it's gonna become second nature. Sometimes it's funny. <laughs> I still reach for the keyboard to change certain dynamics, and you're like, "What are you doing, dude? Mm -hmm. You have an axis now. You have a throttle. You have a lever. I forgot the trim wheel. I'm sitting there um, using the buttons on the yoke, and it's like you have a trim wheel. I hear in my head. Or the flaps, I hit, you know, the F keys. It's like, you have a yeah, flap lever. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's <laughs> so a habit. Took, you'll, yeah, you'll it took it a off. minute to... Yeah, it took hey, a minute you see, to... Oh, now yeah. you're embarrassing me, because there's old Craig saying, they aren't quick, you're too slow. <laughs> Which oh, yeah. Thank, is... thank you, people. <laughs> Thanks, Craig. I feel better. Um, I feel better now. Craig's an awesome guy. Um, don't worry, SDW. Sure. We'll be, uh, I'll be taxiing very slowly so you can load in, and I can just put more pressure on file being too quick this time. <laughs> No, it'll be nice to be actually sat on the runway proper and ready instead of, oh, wait, I'm in the grass. I'm trying to catch up. Oh, my sim has gone wild. Everything stopped responding, that kind of stuff. So. Well, yeah, he has the yeah. full mega pack as well. So I can understand having a small issue here with uh, the loading. You know how yeah. a pain it can be sometimes, too. Thank you for reminding me. That's right. I returned everything to my community folder. And that explains why it's taking a little longer today well, to um, load up. I forgot all about it. I forgot funny I added thing, it back. but remember those bugs that I used to have with my uh, GPS, my Garmin, yep. and, and everything? Well, by removing all my bugs, uh, all, all my add-ons, I also removed all the bugs. So that is one thing. So I guess for now we'll have to handle the default name tags. Hey, uh, where, where do you get to the... Ah. Oh. I should have went there. <laughs> um, yeah, I got a taxi the other way. I'm actually taxiing to the opposite end. 
Yeah, you're on the taxiway right now, aren't you? Yeah, I am. And I, I should have kept going further down, and I didn't. So let's... Okay. Uh, you could make a U-turn, I guess. So... Yeah, I'm going to make a U-turn. <laughs> Sorry, Van. We got to go back this way, buddy. Taking off on the runway. Back. It's fine. Takes, yeah, like, taxiway See what I mean? I told you I had to leave early because I always make a mistake, so... It's fine. irrelevant. I'm following, you know what I have? I have that taxi assist on for some reason. Yeah. I don't I don't even know when or where I turned it on, but I see a bunch of blue arrows. So I was just following them, but apparently it wants me to go to the opposite end, but I'm not doing it. So uh, don't worry too much about it. Sorry. Um a CW will be taking off on runway fifteen. So that should be this runway right here. Fifteen, fourteen, or sixteen, I don't know. No, it should be fifteen. If not, you should see Van Fipe, Farail, me, or I hate the fact that name tags don't show when someone is too close. But yeah, Van Fipe's got the nice plane that I see. I think it's the Seminole, maybe. It's a twin, oh, it's whatever it is. Hey, Shaq. A... And, and Craig, I, I know you're hearing me. Why don't you have the sim yet? You should really buy. Well, I know that you had the alpha and therefore the beta. But you should buy the sim and fly, because this sim is honestly, I don't know how much, how many times better than a, an FSX or, oh, yeah. or anything. But it's, I think it's worth it, just for a lot of the fun, and the VFR flying. Um, yeah, for sure. It's not a combat sim though, so don't expect Falcon BMS to, to take over this still. Yeah, I finally got where I should be. Nice job. Nice. See, I'm still behind you. Yes. Everybody's catching up, though. So our you goal pull is ahead. to go through this whole bay and reach the west side, and then we'll follow west and then south following the coast. <clears throat> um, that way we can kind of enjoy not only the oh. basic scenery, but oh, also a few uh, points of interest along the way. So... Mm -hmm. And then, of course, we'll, we'll be talking about a few things that have happened since the break. Um, and then we'll, we'll have fun with some uh, impromptu landings as well. For sure. Sounds like fun. And SCW is here, so hope your engine is on. Let's get started. Okay. Because there aren't bombs or missiles or surface-to-air missiles that just can't get away from getting shot at. Sorry hey. if I ride over anybody here, so forgive me. You know what, Craig? I know there was tag pack for FSX. The moment there was a tag pack for FS20, would you join on? I know tag pack is probably not the best thing at all, but so for those who don't know, tag pack was this military add-on that you could have on FSX and allowed you to have different types of weapons. Um, and you could use it in multiplayer. You needed the multiplayer-enabled uh, TAC pack server, so the host needed to have TAC pack as well. But it allowed you to have uh, a lot of military things. If you did not have TAC pack, though, you would end up <coughs> flying and seeing gliders jumping around you. So it was quite enjoyable, even <laughs> if you didn't have TAC pack. Um, but it'd be interesting to see with the SDK and everything if eventually we'd see uh, TAC pack on its way to to the sim. Nice. <laughs> I mean, it's not also the top um, 
military add-on, but it, it, it did the job decently back then. Take a few screenshots for posterity. That was a nice uneventful takeoff. That was good. Uh, I want to say for once, but... Uh, that yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, I was thinking the exact same thing. I beat you to it for once. I mean, it actually is a big followed the... as well. Yeah, it's very nice. So... I haven't actually been... I haven't been here before. I've been in Brazil, but I haven't been yeah. to Rio. So this is my first trip. We'll get to see some beautiful sights. It looks beautiful already. Yeah, so I've, uh, I've made us take off from here. So not only we're at an international on an island, which I kind of see fit, uh, but also so it allows uh, everyone's computers to download the scenery because... Um, there's a, a there's a bit of caching that's required to get some of the details. So. Okay. Oh, apparently CDL already flew here on a stream before. Yeah, I believe so. He, believe he flies so. all over the world as well, so it's. Uh, oh yeah. It's that's difficult awesome to job find covering a place the planet. Where he didn't go. <laughs> Next thing you know, he flies to Mars. Really I'll have to Mars. pluck out some of my obscure islands there just to. Ones <laughs> that nobody knows exist or something, you know. Drag yeah, those out. I mean, you got some fairly big islands here with an international airport on it. Maybe we should yep. go to to the Kaitak airport. Who knows? Boy, yes, I did that as a you know my own kind of hunting around to see what it looked like, and it was interesting. It was fun. Yeah. Benfica and I, I think went. A little so bit bridge coming here. along here. Yeah. Now that's not the longest bridge in the world because I think that's in uh, Hong Kong. But uh, that's, uh, I know the one in Hong Kong is not particularly good. This one actually looks decent here, surprisingly enough. Yeah, it does look good. I don't know, it's because the airport, I think you mentioned, was one of the detailed ones that come with the sim? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, this one is, yeah, it's one of the, I can't remember if it's, remember they had the two tiers of them? There were... I think 80 that had some extra work, but 40 of those 80 were the uh, highest detail. So I, I'm assuming this one is falling in the category of the 40. Yeah, most likely. If you got the premium deluxe. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to gain a little altitude. I'm a little bit slow at the moment, but I am at full throttle. Hey, so, Ladida. Oh, nice to see I you see what here. the fault is. The fault is that my... For whatever reason, mm -hmm. my prop is not responding. Ah, jeez. You know me, I always have to have some strange... Yeah, but if oh, your you prop know, is nope. not responding, I'd be scared. That's why I'm... No, you know what it is? Off. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what yeah. is the issue. Uh, when you get the Bravo, you have to set up different profiles, like um, basic single, so it's just like a 152. Yeah. And then you can do a complex single, which has a prop. And guess what? The last flight we did earlier today, I'm in a Cessna 172. Oh. And before I hopped in, because this is, only, this is the first stream where I've had to do that, I should have switched over to the um, complex single. And the prop, of course, would have worked. So I see. a little bit of a hiccup there, but... Tell you what, it's pretty incredible how dense this town is up in the, uh, you know, in this mountainous terrain. Yeah, they've just true. piled buildings all over the mountains. It's pretty wild. 
Yeah. It looks pretty good for what it is, because that's a difficult task, even just to render and and put up on the on the world here. Yeah, it's, nice. it's incredible. This is the cross up here, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Christ the Redeemer, yep. Wow, this is very detailed when you look flying over and look straight down. Wow. Yeah, it's true. Going right down, it's pretty... It's the incredible. one thing I love about the simulator is every time you fly it, you can have moments of wow four months later, and it's still, it's still a few you. things that pop up every flight. Yeah, something will... Maybe the light or the clouds or just something will pop up and you're like, wow, look at that. Now, <laughs> that that part hasn't worn out yet. And I haven't been here, so this will be the first time I get to see this uh, Christ the Redeemer up close. Yeah, so from far it actually looks very small. But once you get closer, it starts being bigger because <laughs> you're getting closer. <laughs> um, starts uh, expanding. Yeah, but it's, oh, right now it's being eaten up by a mountain. Uh, I think they it still needs to download some stuff for me because it's that's okay. not how I saw it this afternoon. Um, poor little. Yeah, thing. I've never been here, so I would imagine mine's gonna. It's eaten up by the mountain. Time. Look at that. No. <laughs> that is kind of sad. It'll pop back in. Poor little thing. Yeah, I I've got it in view pretty well on on my end here. Yeah, I I came here this afternoon to check on it to see if it was worth visiting and it was great but now I have a feeling because like the rock is that POI as well so that is a very detailed rock so I know it's somewhat loaded but maybe not everything has loaded oh well hey should we try to land down in that uh, racetrack looking area yeah, down there in the city that'd be fun oh. why not Ooh, that sounds <laughs> like a cool one Let's see. Go down there and then take back off and come look at the Redeemer. I'm going a little bit too fast at the moment, so. Yeah, for me it's it in the rock. So. Yeah, for me it is too. So I'm gonna. <laughs> we'll just have to give it. it. Oh, it just told me 500. I guess I barely skimmed the top of that ridge. Wow. Oh yeah, let's do this. Put down all the flaps we can, and slow down. Oh, it's not flat. <laughs> oh. It doesn't look flat. You're right. <laughs> Feels kind of bumpy can... around here. Yeah, it actually is not flat at all. It's kind of oh, looks yeah. like a track slash golf slash park. I'm trying anyway. Let's see. Can we survive? It's definitely not. Well, I think I might be able to do it with a couple bounces. Let's see. Go. Oof. This is going to launch me off a little bit. Oh, no. Did I make it? Did I live? It's crooked. Sideways? Oof, I think. Well, I lucked out. Nice. Oh, I didn't luck out. No, <laughs> I did not luck out. Bam. Yeah, didn't luck out that time. It hit a building. Rest in peace, Farrow. Yeah. It kind of bounced a little <laughs> bit there, kids. Oh, what did I just do? You know, I I have the weirdest um. Uh, what do you call it? Slew mode that that exists in history. It either launches me or swallows me up, or 
Or I'll you fall. click it one. Yeah, I'll click it one time, and I'll go like, oh, I don't know, twenty miles away or something. It's like what? So I just got launched from the inside of the building. Yeah. Outwards. Okay. Press the redeemer finally looks good up there now. He's okay, finally yeah, is out of his mountain. Out. Probably was still taking a nap or something. But uh, yeah, so we're gonna go up and see him. He seems good now. <laughs> good. Those got pretty hot and Same humid down there as well, so he's probably just taking a drink. It's got a great view up there. It does. Now the difficulty okay. is getting all the way up there again. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, wow, I got a lot of uh, climbing yeah. to do here. Altitude and speed-wise, that's a tough one. And la -dee -da is there, like, if he landed on it. Can you imagine? That I think he just froze to take a screenshot, or he crashed into it. <laughs> Which one is? I tried to land on the rock at um, St. Bart's, the one that's off to the left. I almost did it in a Shock Ultra, because that thing's got such a super low stall speed that yeah. you basically can try to set it up to like stall. I, I made it, but I did it too close to the edge, so I kind of rolled off, but... In the shock ultra, literally, you could just fall off the the eh. edge of something, and 20 yeah, you feet, stop. you're flying again. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah, I love that plane. Yeah, that's Let's crazy. The shock ultra is one of those. I wouldn't call it a cheater plane, but you can land anywhere with that thing. Anywhere, anywhere. Certainly. Uh... It's yeah, I've landed trees. on helipads with the shock ultra. <laughs> wow, that's. Yeah, we can say that that plane is definitely. Uh... I'm going to have to buy another hard drive just to fit all the screenshots. This is getting pathetic. And I, I do it on vacation. Literally, when I went to Alaska, the lady I went with, she was having a fit. She's like, you're going to see the entire trip through the inside of a camera because I didn't want to miss anything, so to speak. I wanted to have something for posterity, and I ended up taking over. Now, they're not all good, but I took like 4,000 pictures on a 15-day tour. Wow. Of, yeah, that's yeah. Still pretty big. The cool thing is, though, when you put it in a slideshow, Literally, because it was like maybe every couple of minutes you took a picture, if you viewed them in order, it was literally like, wow, I can remember everything about this trip. So I'm kind of doing the same thing with Flight Simulator. I've got like 10 uh, gigs of screenshots, and obviously yeah. that's going to be a lot more. It'll be 100 before I know it. So my Crest to Redeemer still has not fully loaded. I'm trying to get up there. I'm... There's the whole <clears throat> platform that is under that rock still. So I'm guessing there's some stuff that takes more time than just a takeoff from the local international and get in there. So okay. I mean, I guess we can just get going after that. I love these houses all perched on the hilltops. These little buildings. It's, and it's stuff crazy the density. Like everywhere you look yeah. around, <clears throat> there's yeah. very little green. And then you look at and the, the fact that <laughs> yeah, and then the fact that my simulator is not stuttering, so, and I just cringe at the idea of what it would have done in the past and be like, this would not have worked, not with this many buildings and stuff. <laughs> just Craig, this thing only ten. I have two terabytes of flight footage from Sims. You know what? Oh. Take a take a unlimited cloud account and just fill it up as much as you can. Yeah. Until it crashes, and when I don't have internet connection, I'll know you'll have done your work. How about that? that I have I have a few hundred gigabytes of of video and stuff, but <clears throat> as far as just screenshots, I've just sort of started. But I got a new um, SSD 
that'll add some space, but it's like, dude, don't fill it up with just pictures. Yeah. Let's and the thing continue. is, I have this... Oh, go ahead. Let's I have the sim on the small goes. one. The and I was contemplating SD. reinstalling and putting it on the large, the larger SSD, but I'm worried about what that experience might be like. So I've got mine on a 500. Well, taking a look at my flight sim folder, which is myself as all in, on an SSD on a on an NVMe, uh, I have 106 gigs directly of this. And then I have a 50 gig file of rolling cache. And don't be scared of the rolling cache. The rolling cache is a is a file that will take all 50 gigs for me, but whatever you set it to, it will take all those gigs and fill it up. That way the drive believes that 50 gigs are used when in fact it's a kind of like a fake file. That way, if the rest of your drive has been completely utilized, your drive will not put files into that 50 gig area that you have stored. Okay. So having that fake file prevents the drive from putting files in there. Otherwise, that it works. a disaster. Oof. Yeah, that could be. Oh, that would be a direct crash. And who knows Yeah, why. for sure. But I mean, coming from Microsoft, <laughs> it would be such a fail. Luckily, it's not, so that's good. Let's go up on the west coast here. There are amazing beaches down there. Um, amazing place during the summer, apparently. I do have um, some family members who are down there, and they usually take a lot of drone footage. From Usually it starts from where I am pretty much at here, from the mountains. And it goes all the way down to um, to the shoreline. And it's just incredible. Oof. I was heading for a mountain. <laughs> well, you do Thus the reason I didn't get my pilot's license in real life. <laughs> Somebody said, you know you'll kill yourself looking around, don't you? And I still do it even in the sim. I start looking around like, oh, oh, oh mountain, mountain, building. Yeah, I mean, that's the goal of the VFR sim is look around and have fun. Yeah. Um, but that would be an achievement. Maybe we should put a counter on the number of times I hit a mountain. <laughs> we'll just hope it stays low, but... Yeah, I usually kind of save myself at the last minute, but wouldn't yeah. be highly recommended in real life, so... <laughs> so you know what, you're probably right. Oh, wow, I need to pick up some speed as well. I'm still trying to climb, so I'm having a bit of a, a slow putz along here. Yeah, I'm about 100 knots. I'm slowly climbing. I'll... Uh... I'll, I'll put some kind of hold here for now, and... Uh... Not too far I'll behind. Keep but... About a hundred knots, so you guys can catch up a bit. Meanwhile, I'll be talking about something I was doing during the Christmas break. I had uh, a bit of fun with the SDK and, and a bit of C sharp, and I went around. I tried to play with the simulator, and I ended up finding some fun things about failures that I could program and send in there. And so I decided to go for it. I took a bit of a software and I, I played with it. I made buttons that would turn on or off failures. And you know, we, we got from this, we got the idea of being able to send failures to people. And 
So pretty much we're at a point right now where I have a big proof of concept with a little more done. So I pretty much have a client that's almost perfect. And the way it would work is I have a server with me that can send commands to the client. So you could download the client, you could have it. And if you turned it on, it would connect back to the server. And the server can send a few commands which include failures. So at a, at a moment's notice, I could create a failure. I could have everyone have an engine failure, for example. Um, and you wouldn't know until you get one, of course. <laughs> but the fun part with that is while we're flying at any moment, I could send Anything that engine failure. Happen. Imagine right now. And I say, okay, engine failure, everyone, let's land uh, on that highway that's to my left here, for yep. example. And we can do some, some more challenging and, and fun challenges as we, you know, landing challenges, um, airport challenges. And we can kind of see how you guys handle that. Going to be fun. As well as you for IL, because oh, I'll wow. also get that. Now, that would be something you could turn on or off. So if you're not interested in that, you just won't have it. Um, and you can turn it on and off anytime during the game. Um, it also would be nice to say, I'm going to send a failure, not, necess not necessarily say when, and just say, you know, there could be a failure in this uh, next half hour, so be on the lookout, and then you can kind of test your... There may or may some are, not yeah, be a failure. Right. Because yeah, some, some are they, a little more a subtle. similar to that. Sorry? Yes. Someone's already made a program similar to that. It's mostly mm. used for just one person. Or yeah. if you're, you know, if you're like a streamer, I think you can also use it. Yeah, the goal I... for me was really to just make something where you could toggle on yourself for your own plane, or in a network where I have the kill switch for your engine. Um, yeah, where everybody as well would. As other things, which I will probably not mention, until. <laughs> well, I mean, it doesn't make sense because if you have the client, you would see the buttons. Um, but some things include yeah. electrical failures, total brake failures, uh, static port pedo vacuum so it could be for a bit of fun for example i could just turn off everything in your plane uh and you truly fly <laughs> visual yeah i had that experience no, like what fun. happened yeah, exactly yeah. oh that was fun remember to, to watch it yeah um, and i didn't realize you were going to do it because you were still testing so i didn't know what it was going to do and i'm flying along and all of a sudden just what and i'm going down towards the water i'm like what's going on what's going on and you're laughing, so then I figured out what it was, and I just pulled up at the last second to make it back up on the island before I went into the drink. That was kind of fun. Yeah. And oh, it was interesting Craig's to like... look down, and everything went black, and I'm like, what just happened? And I thought it was the sim, because it happened to me before with the King Air. I'm flying along, and all of the avionics went dark. Yeah, you like, can have failures sometimes with, uh, with avionics. I think it was a bug. I think it was a bug back then. But it can be pretty and, rare, honestly, with, with now. They, they made the sim pretty stable most of the time. Yeah, I haven't. After they did whatever whatever fix they implemented, I never got that again. But at the time... Oh, I did one other time because I forgot to put the alternator on. I thought I had flipped both. Oh, um, right. And that could... Yeah, and it yeah the battery croaked. Yeah, I've done <laughs> that alternator thing before, too. It was on yep, that sim. Ran. Yeah, I was embarrassed. I'm like, oh, oh that's a pain. <laughs> that's yeah, a rookie mistake right there. <laughs> except it happened to Vatsim on me. Or on Vatsim. Oh. Double pain. Oh. oh, that'd be agonizing. Luckily, I caught it quick enough to turn it on, and then just everything started again. <laughs> Thank God. 
Yeah, that's a good thing. Glad the um, the garments slowed up pretty quickly because uh, imagine otherwise the pain that it would be to reload while you're still in the air. But yeah, old Craig definitely wants to press that big red button for sure. Um, oh yeah. I should make it a big red button. Who knows? Um, Ethereum's gonna happen anytime in the real world, so it's realistic to have them in the sim too. It is. Um, but what I did right now was not really what other people are doing. Other people have made a tool so that it recognizes the plane that you have, and then it will record the amount of hours, and someone will give you different little failures in that. I could do that, but right now it's mostly made uh, for an on-demand failure uh, to be broadcasted to those who have the client. So it, in a sense, it, it is close. Label the button, everyone dies. I wish. I wish. Uh, there's no definite kill switch, and I mean, there's no damage models on on the sim. That would be fun one day. Imagine I could just yeah. rip off your your wing, um, <laughs> just with a click. Who knows? What have I done now? I could, uh, I could remove the your engine uh, fuel cover, or you know things like that <laughs> that, yeah. that would be a lot of fun your landing gear fall off during landing <laughs> just oh about God. to touch down Ching! or your tires go flat yeah i haven't figured out how to do things like for example lock the flaps uh into a certain position uh, those are things that i want to do eventually i don't know if that's oh possible God. yet uh the sdk is not necessarily the easiest for me um because i've just learned myself to program so Still going through that stuff, but it would be fun eventually. <laughs> Lock up the elevators or ailerons. That, I don't think you can recover Oof. from. Um, but that's something I might want to play with at some point. Maybe like in the sense where you're in the interface, you get the last known position of the elevators or the ailerons, and then you send a command to the plane every second or every uh, 20 millisecond, for example, to to put the elevator to that same position. Therefore, essentially, no matter what movement you would put, it would always revert back to that number. That could be a way, probably, to lock up uh, a surface, a control surface. I mean, that if, cool. if there's like some competition and, and someone's pissing you off or something, you just lock their ailerons. <laughs> That's funny. That's exactly what File told me last, uh, last yep. time when we tested this thing. <laughs> I haven't made this um, client specific yet, so it's more like it just broadcasts it to everyone. But I'm thinking, you know, maybe. So we're all going down with the ship. <laughs> yeah. So far, yeah. Elevators, you could. I still think we need a, those, those couple ideas I had about, you know, somebody getting in the cockpit or your plane has been remotely taken over. Well, Craig's saying something interesting. With the elevators, you could do something with the engine power to compensate plus the trim, but you're likely dead. If your surface, your control surfaces are locked, I don't think the trim would work. Um. Well, they had that incident in where the hydraulics had run out. The the incident in Iowa. It was a I believe it was an L1011. It could have been a DC-10. I can't remember which. And they had to use differential engine power to try to steer the plane because they could no longer... I think they couldn't steer to the right. And so they decreased on one side, increased on the other, and kind of had to mm. kind of try to do that in order. And of course, as they were descending, they were trying to manage their 
because I think the elevators were not working. So they had to try to do everything from, you know, via managing the engine power. Of They saved more than half of the people. <clears throat> so to some degree, it did work. But that was a... It would be difficult with the next cub, though. Um, oh, well. Yeah, in, in a sense, <laughs> yeah. having a dual engine, if you cut off one engine, yeah. then you can use the, the rudder and your surfaces. If you have one of the surfaces that's closed, then you can play with the engines. You know, an, an interesting one would be is when you cut off the engines, I remember seeing a Mustang. It's a video of an English guy flying a Mustang. <clears throat> and the thing he worried about, he had, you know, these wide open fields in front of him. And he does manage to land and he walks away from it. But the one thing he said was, now I have to be careful if the engine suddenly fires back to life right before I'm about to make my emergency landing in this cornfield or whatever it was in. And that would be an interesting challenge is if, if you have an engine out, let's say for two or three minutes, and then all of a sudden life comes back to that engine, it's really going to affect a sudden change, obviously, in the way that you were preparing to crash land. I wonder if, how that would work out if you kind of threw in a last minute miracle. Oh, the engine's back, but now you've yeah, flipped upside down. Yeah, or, that's you know, that's something. mostly based on luck, I would say, at this point. Because, <laughs> you know, there's only a limit to what you can do. Well, I don't mean five feet above out. the ground, but, you know. Yeah. You might be able to. Uh, and, I mean, general aviation is the type of plane that crashes the most often, so it's part of it. Yeah. And Old Craig's saying that 172s have a trims tab that is semi-independent of the elevator. Oh. So technically, yeah, you could use your engine and whatever remains of your control surfaces in an attempt to nice. get out of a control surface lock. Well, yeah, there's a challenge. I'm take a, a bigger look at that, because that would be a lot of fun. Imagine I say, well, suddenly your elevator <coughs> kind of dead. Yeah. Um, I don't know if in the sim they really have that yet. But, you know, once payware aircrafts come out, then maybe it will be easier. Or harder, who knows. You know, it'd also be interesting is if you ever can make it so that everybody gets a failure, but everybody gets a different one. <laughs> and all you'd have to say is, well, what's happened, folks? Oh, I, I, my engine's out. My, my avionics are dead. My That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? That is actually the not chaos, too hard, because but... all you'd have to do is send a command from the server to the client, saying the word random, for example. Say the command, hey, I want you to do a random, and then each client has a randomizer. It's going to pick between a number 0 and 10, and each number has a failure. <clears throat> and as a result, you would each get a random number, therefore it would be a different failure. That would be very easy to do. I think I'm going to try to land on this beach. Nice and narrow. Yeah, and you ahead. see what the, the I love the way the yeah I love the way that looks. I wish we had those crashing on shore. All yeah, over. like a real water simulation yeah. to crash. Instead, we have pictures, yeah. which from up close yeah. don't look really good. But someday I think uh, they'll have some basic kind of because they they've always had a little well not always but in like 2002 2004 FSX they had that little white sort of line animation that yeah sort of it was gave a little the, cheap but it did the trick but it kind of did the trick at you used your imagination <laughs> i don't well, know what will happen if i try if to land you did here focus but... on it it worked yeah exactly if it was just sort of out the corner of your eye and you're preparing to do something else it was like 
a yeah. nice little. I actually want to take a point that you mentioned to me yesterday. If you look straight down, you do get different colors than if you're looking from the water sideways. That kind yeah. of is bothering me because sometimes you're really losing some of that. Yeah, light. some of the straight down view is absolutely stunning. Hey, and I'm not. Is this? Hey, I'm sorry to jump in here, guys. Um, okay. I'm looking at the marketplace and I got a Y. Uh, WYM F5, and it's a seven-cylinder radial engine. Is this, like, brand new? Yeah, it's newly released to the marketplace. Is I just the saw... India Fox Echo? The Foxtrot Echo? One? I... Or... Well, this is a... Uh... Oh, the piston. Forgive from... me. W it's a piston, y yeah. It's a, it's that's a, a simple piston. One, then, right? <clears throat> yes. Yeah, that one's yes. New. Brand new. Brand new. Uh, just a couple days. Actually, that, do today. we know anyone uh, that's been flying what it? Was it today? Oh, I don't know it. any. No, it's it's so new. This is a bit like a, an old Baron. So you got it. Is that what you're saying? No, I just I I went to take a look and I had seen this plane and yesterday or maybe even earlier this morning the guys were wishing for a radial engine and so I just didn't know if they were talking about this plane or if this just dropped. Yeah, this just dropped today on today's update as well. You can see it in the development update on the website. It's right there. So, yeah, we haven't I've, <clears throat> haven't heard any reviews obviously yet because it's so new. But it just came out <laughs> quite literally. Carinado's had good success with the Seminole and the Mooney. I think is has done pretty well. Yeah, Carinado has this reputation of making planes that are that are good level. Of course, it's not going to go into the the high end. Uh, but that also goes with the price level. So this one is fourteen ninety nine, for example. So it does fit with what they have. You know, I kind of want to land on that little surface right there. It's... Yeah, so I'm trying to pick a. Yeah, where are you guys at? Do you mind if I join you? No, yeah, please. Sure. Uh, we just took off from Rio de Janeiro about twenty minutes ago, I'd say, maybe thirty minutes ago. And uh, uh, what about your server? We're we're on East USA. East. Say. We're heading west right now <clears throat> along the ocean. West, southwest, yeah. West, southwest, yeah. Wow, this is quite a stretch of land here, isn't it? It is, man. I want to be right Kind of reminds right me of North Carolina, the way uh, Kitty Hawk and that area is. It's got the, that very narrow outer banks kind of thing going on, but the beautiful oh, wow. mountains here are I don't know. fantastic. Wow. It's very slow to slow down in the sand for some reason. Yeah. You know, I have to say something. I've noticed in all of the flights that I've done lately with the Cub, it's yeah. much faster on the ground than I remember. I don't know if there was some kind of update. Actually, let's <clears throat> let's talk about that and what we found with the with the A5. Um, oh yeah, that's definitely different. Us too. We we had a big talk yesterday. Um, we we talked for for a long time and we flew, um, and file randomly took the A5 and started flying in the Bahamas with it. And interestingly enough, it was very different. So I, I decided to take it as well, because if you're commenting on it, it really means there's something that happened with that plane. And the model was a little different. Uh, the delivery was very nice, slight, slight modifications. And the flight model felt very different, a lot more stable uh, yeah. a lot more solid and it felt more like the like like the real deal now i have not flown an a5 in real life but it does feel a lot more realistic and much less on rails than 
what it used to feel um, back. I, I, didn't, I haven't flown the A5 in a while now, so I would say maybe two months, three months. Uh, for some of our last flights, I think it was, we did the A5 on the Côte d'Azur trip. So that's probably yeah. the last one we did. So that was a little while back. But um, suddenly it feels completely different. And it felt like it had some mass behind it. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't as yeah, it wasn't as easy to just control, turn around. Right. It didn't feel like an RC controlled plane. It felt more like a true thing. Yeah. And it had some weight when you turned. That was impressive. You banked and yeah, it, it was really. I, that's why I, I mentioned to you. I'm like, something is different here, and I just I couldn't put my finger on it. It's just, and we we what about about an hour. We sort of experimented around it, and I was like, "There's something definitely different here." Ah, that doesn't seem to have been noted, but yes, Am yeah. Am I looking I for uh, La Di Da, Hippo Drummer, STW? Uh, yes, STW is with us. Yep, STW is with us, and uh, Flying Cookie, Far well. Pilot, Tick Vieira. There's some people in front of us. I don't know if they're with us or and with them. What are we, what are we flying today? Ah, uh, uh, we're just mostly small. Um, XCUB, uh, a VL3, C1, uh, C208, um, a bit of everything, but usually we tend to go at about 110, 120 knots max. You can something have... we can land and, and take off quickly, like a stole. If it has any stole characteristic, that's even even better. Yeah, so or you can follow SCW better. with a Cessna 208, which can fly both fast and slow. That way you have a yeah. good mix. Yeah, yeah I do and like the turbo traps. I think I'm going to go with uh, Bushplane, though. Yeah, it's, it's a lot them. of fun to use these little ones. So as you were saying, File, if this plane suddenly feels like it goes much faster on the ground, it would probably be part of those um, modifications that have not yeah, necessarily it's definitely, been definitely faster. much. Now, we do know that in the development updates, and mostly, well, it's usually more precise in, um, in the release notes, but they say things like uh, we've updated the flight model for this or we've added this or that. And we don't necessarily understand what it is until you fly it and you get that difference. Um, yeah, it's you definitely can tell, though, especially if you haven't if you haven't touched in a while, then you remember your last session in the plane. And it was definitely something different. And this is definitely different. I noticed <clears throat> again, um, I think. We used this yesterday, and during that talk, I used it a couple times. I thought, wow, I'm, remember, I, that's right, you were doing the failure testing. And I'm like, I'm not slowing down. I'm much faster on the ground in this than I I remember. Yeah. Because I would have prepared a little bit earlier to kind of be ready to land at a, a much more realistic speed and sort of handle the ground better. And I was like, wow, I'm going way too fast here. What's going on? And so that kind of caught me by surprise. Um, Sometimes I doubt. I'm like, well, is it just me or? It's funny how there's like a satellite tile that ended down there and here, and there's like this cut, and there's this big square or rectangle here of just. Different... We got that water situation again as well. If you look ahead, it looks pretty blue, at least where I am. But if you look straight down, it's got this greenish aqua tone to it. I don't know what causes the differentiation based on camera angle. Maybe it's the way that the light, it's interpreting the way the light would be hitting it. Uh, and it's so subtle. That, Sometimes it's its really yeah. the, the angle of the camera. 
which you can see kind of like closer to the shore. It has maybe to do also with the sun. And I do know that um, <clears throat> like the camera has an auto exposure in a sense. So when you look straight at a very shiny surface, it will slowly adapt to to the brightness of certain elements and not of others. So there could be some different elements here in play. But just that, if they can have the water masks put into the sim properly and have that water coloration, or at least the differential in watercolor depending on, on your camera angle fixed, I think we'd have something amazing to use the A5 and oh, just yeah. fly around. Yeah, when those masks are really widely implemented, that's going to be something to see for sure. It's a nice area. Wow. That thing it's is beautiful. Long. Honestly, I don't know how many. Let's see. All right, looks like I found you guys. Good. Measuring great, great. Wow, this whole thing. Kind of nice not to necessarily know where we're flying. This whole thing's about 30 nautical miles. Wow. Isla de Isla da Marabella. Whoa, I can't pronounce that too easily. Um, <laughs> apparently, there is a small airport right down there. Right it's down like where? A, it's not really an airport. It's, it's not on the sim because it doesn't not show listed. on little nav map. But here, yeah, fair warning actually. Um, there's been some issues with Sim Connect, which has caused issues with software like little nav map, um, other flight planning, or tools that connect to your sim through there. Uh, there's a few more crashes that are happening with the latest update. It doesn't seem to be a very common occurrence, but in certain cases with specific instructions <laughs> that is being sent to uh, through SimConnect, it may crash your sim, so be aware of that. Um, file, I've actually had little nav map opened for about 20-25 minutes. It oh, hasn't good. crashed yet. Good, good. But at the same time, I have no add-on installed whatsoever on on here. I have a couple planes and... Or maybe just the A320. But like that's Which way do we want to go? Do we want to go inland a little bit or just go follow the coast, I think, between these islands? Will there be some fun spots to land at around here? Let's see. There should be some... Eyeballing some of the islands to see if there's a a less tree dense. Um, there is. Spot. There is over here a little bit, but I'm so close to it, I probably can't slow down. There's a place further down near the mountains, closer to where you are. About <clears throat> 20 nautical miles. Angratos uh, okay. Race. That's um, a little further down that mountain. I would really love the VFR map. To get a little bit more detail, I'm hoping that once they get some more important things fixed, there will be a <clears throat> a little push to make the VFR map have some details so that you can make an impromptu change. Let's say you're flying over something that you suddenly find interesting or, oh, I didn't know that was here. But, of course, on the map that's totally not labeled, it makes it a little bit more difficult to maybe end up passing yeah. over something surprising so I, I would that'd be nice to wait there is an air like a little nav map but sort of inside the sim at least to some degree obviously not that immensely yeah. detailed but it would be nice to kind of know 
maybe the island's names and maybe a little town and just something so it could give you an idea. If you were well, you know, that's where what you I told were. you about this thing, how it's not truly a VFR map. Yeah. It's more like a simple GPS and it's pretty close, honestly, knowing that you get your you get your line if you have a flight plan, uh, you have waypoints, you have airports. So it's, it's pretty much a GPS. I think if we go at uh, Sierra Delta Alpha Gulf here, um, Engrados Race, I think that might be a spot for a landing. Um, I don't see anything mountains. on my... Is it... Give it a bit to look. A... Is it to the right here? In... It's... Like leaving the water? It's after Sierra Delta Charlie Zulu. Yeah, I, for some reason I'm not seeing any of this on my. Oh, now it now I do. It just needs to load so, a bit. Yeah. What is it again? S Sierra Delta. Alpha Golf. Ah, uh, yes, I do see that. I I wasn't zoomed in enough. Silly me. Yeah. <clears throat> so I guess that means let's pull back on the power a little bit. You know what I've noticed too is that. The way the aircraft appears in the VFR map, I don't know if it's because the aircraft looks like a big jetliner that you think that your airport is further away. Have you have you experienced that where you're like, oh wow, it's right there, and, and on the map it looks like it's going to be, you know, five ten nautical miles away, and you look and it's like one. So for me, the distances they might be a little a difficult little, to judge. Yeah, yeah, it's a little weird how to judge. They are much closer in the sim than they are on the map. But I think that's simply because it's like a big jetliner, so I, I guess the way that I'm looking at that that aircraft symbol, it just makes me think... Like right now, literally it's only a couple of nautical miles away, but on the map it looks like it could be 20 well, on the VFR map. that's the thing. There is no scale on... Yeah, there's no scale. That's something that's yeah. lacking as well. Um, at least it's... 10 times, 20 times better than what we had with oh, SX. Yeah. Do you remember it had, it's a window that was stopping your flight? Yep. And to go up and down, instead of a click and drag, you'd have those little arrows that would suddenly scroll you down. By oh, that was horrible, dude. That was I hated impossible. that thing. Yep. <laughs> it was hard to use now. and just aggravating. And... Yeah. That was a, hey, uh... a mistake. Yep. So I'm in the CC-19, the little bush plane. Yeah. Are, are you guys pretty much maxed out at around 100 knots? Like 95 knots or so? Uh, I'm 110. 100. Yeah. I'm about 100 right now, but I'm climbing too much. I should really descend. Yeah, me too. Um, if we're going for a landing down there, I should be at... Yeah, I'm, I'm, right on, uh, I'm right on your six, Cookie. I was just trying to follow you. Roger, cool. yep. I'm at about 100, but really it's... I should be going down a little more. So is there yeah, something I can too. do with my if I wanted to get like a couple, you know, a couple more knots on you and gain up on your, on your tail? You, you cut out in the first you, part. Yeah, you cut out a little bit, so we didn't hear that whole question. Um, I was just wondering if there's something you can do with your fuel mixture to maybe like, you know, oh. cheat another power or two out of your little motor. Uh, I don't think there's. If you're up around three thousand, you definitely have to lean the mixture a little bit to keep max power. Have your RPMs okay. at the full, maybe? Okay. Sometimes. And if you want to slow down, you can pull back on the prop a little bit, because mine wouldn't slow down before, and I literally had to pull back on the prop lever to really... Because I had to throttle it at off, basically, 
and it was still too fast. So I took the prop lever and I pulled it back down, and that suddenly just really brought that me. That was kind of like a break. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of like a like an, a speed break almost. I, I know that's probably. I think I asked you about that yesterday, Cookie. I said, well, this is kind of a cheat. I think I didn't know if anybody did this in in real life even. I'm like, you know, if you can't slow down, if you pull back on the prop a little bit, it really really worked like a, a break almost. And I'm like, I, I'm sure that's probably not a technique that real world pilots would use, but I I didn't really know, so I wasn't sure. If that was something, a technique that if you weren't slowing down enough and you needed to, that it would, it could be an option. But I don't know how that would affect. Well, one thing for sure is if you feather your prop, then your, your, oh, your prop yeah, is yeah. useless. Uh, and you can do that used. on the Bravo. You just bring no. it back into the, no, into the, the beta, for, the reverse. For a lot of planes, you can't necessarily feather them uh, entirely. No. Um, you can do a bit of feathering to be more or less uh efficient with that that sometimes is a possibility uh now that is not the case for the x cub but if you had um any kind of bigger prop plane usually passengers um then if you have an engine failure for example you would do that feathering which would then yeah. reduce the the friction uh, of the propeller against the air and therefore would reduce the effect of the left engine or the right engine pulling your plane uh, to the side because if you have only two plane uh two engines you know that's going to pull you to one side so having more friction would make it worse therefore feathering also helps with that but yeah i just tried it now just now i was like wow i'm still going 110 and i have the uh i had the throttle pulled all the way back and i'm like okay let me just reduce well, the pro and right away it just up, slowed down though, because yeah. we're talking about slowing down, but if you want it to speed yeah. up and speed up, yeah, I don't know. That would that. be a little difficult because you know there's always the trade-off between speed and altitude, right? Yep. Going up, you reduce your speed, but you increase your altitude. Um, then if you hold your altitude, you can increase your speed, and so on. So it's just being the most efficient at doing this. But if someone in front of you is already pretty efficient at doing it, and you're doing it the exact exact same way, you're not going to do necessarily better. So, in a sense. Yeah. If you have the same plane and you're both doing the same stuff, you should be at the same uh, spots. So, not By the way, Suki, is it this airport that's ahead of us? Ija dos Porcos Grandes Airport? Is that the one? Uh, it's directly in front of me. You may not see it yet. It's no. it's out over the water, so I don't know. No, that, that one's not it. Oh, that's not it. Where am I to go then? I don't Spangra see it yet. Spangra dos Reis or something oh, like that. Okay, yes. let's look at the VFR map. Oh, I need to make a, a big turn. Yeah, there's one that's uh, it's like Sierra, India, bay, Lima, India. Okay. You have this bay here, you have yeah, a smaller yeah, bay, into my, into and it's right behind. Yeah. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm making that turn. Didn't realize. So, no flight plan today? <clears throat> Sorry? No flight plan today? Nope, no, no flight plan today. Gotta have a bit Just of fun with it. Kind of winging it, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, you know, starting 2021 and... In a more casual way, is not only a good idea to to kind of forget yeah. what has happened. We won't go into that, but it's it's a nice way to kind of start. And if you guys want to go in a direction, we can go for it as well. It's uh, that's more for everyone. Free spirit. And yeah. That way, it's also more fun because you can kind of go somewhere and say, "Hey, let's go explore there." Um, a flight plan kind of restricts you sometimes. I'm enjoying the scenery. This place looks great. 
does. I, w I want to be there right now. <laughs> Anything that's got a bunch of trees, mountains, and islands, I'm, I'm all for it. Oh, I see what you mean by runway there. Yeah. It's... Yeah, it I made the turn. I, I just didn't have the map open. So I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, but that's not a model airport, even though it looks like one from satellite. Yeah. It's there. It's got its own little, you know, tag, but uh, it's probably a very basic. Hey, and thank now, you I don't know if I'm doing the right thing here, but I'm going to fly through this valley. Thanks for section, 41, uh, section 141 for following us. That's very nice of you. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> hey, great. Thanks, bud. I don't Thank you. How to land. Oof. I don't know if I'm flown the right way. I'm actually going between the mountains and... Well, we're going perpendicular to the runway right this now. Who's this I'm following? Is this, uh, <clears throat> this is, uh... Is it Ferris? Say again? I think I'm right on your six. Yeah. Uh, Ferris lay pilot. Uh, Fair Isle, yep. You're Coltrane? That is me? Yes. Uh, please do not allow me to guide you into a mountain. So <laughs> if you <laughs> uh, see something more sensible than what I'm doing, by all means, please do it. Because <laughs> I don't I don't have the little map open, so I have no idea of the orientation of the runway. You're going... And I would imagine it's probably really close around the edge of this. Um... Um, quick tip from you, the runway goes from the bay to the mountain. So... Um... The best way for you to approach this is from the water. Now, if you want a challenge, I suggest you try from the mountain. I'm not sure the exact orientation of the runway, though. Challenge accepted. Oh, I see. On the VFR map, like... Oh, let's see. And I'm still going too fast, so... I may have to try that prop trick, because it's still a little bit more than I want it to be. Um, I think to an extent you can also use your flaps to kind of shed some speed. Yeah, I have. I don't know how many. Oof! You know what? I think I've discovered I have too many. <laughs> so I'm coming from the mountainside, so. Uh, uh, I'm just trying to see over top. Just, just look at the runway, but I can't see it. The trees oh, are. Oh, it's right here. Oh, okay. Is, uh, is STW? Oh, yeah, Coltrane's in a better. Yeah, CW is there right now. I thought it was a little closer to the mountains than it is, but... So you want me to come from the mountainside for the challenge, is that correct? Yeah. Give that okay. a shot. Uh, and then over, if you overshoot that runway, you get a, a little swim. But, I mean, the runway doesn't that seem that short. Ah, oh, there we go. Runway's 3,000 yeah. feet, so yeah. Wow, let's put... SCW is already there waiting for us, casually. We got too many flaps in. It's fine, just chill there. Okay, CWU, thanks for flying with us. See you later. Oh, hey, buddy. Let's see, can we make a, a sharp turn now? Hmm. Actually, it's even more interesting because I'm going here, so I want to go over the mountain and then come in for the landing. Where, oh, where is this runway? What have I done? I uh, look oh, to your right. I, yeah, I crocked that uh, lineup was terrible. <laughs> My Just typical, oh, you... Got, you uh, yeah. You got Cole's train, uh, trainer right there. He's landing. Are we going to assist oh, that? Uh, this is going to be ugly. Oh, this is going to be ugly. I, I saved it. He's fine. 
I just it's turned up. Oh. Thank you, Honeycomb, again for the recovery. For your normally, work. <laughs> please, it would have been death. Ooh, ooh. The rudder, though. It's got to figure out how to deal with the rudder to get it to... Let me get on, on the wheels now. Okay. Ah, yeah, this rudder thing is a little bit weird how I have to use it. Yeah. So until I get used to trying to use that as an axis. But I survived, so yay. <clears throat> yeah, at least you're alive. <laughs> I'm alive. So now I need to take off again, but I don't know if I have enough room. So I may have to take off the other way. The other direction, just to make sure I have enough room to get out of here. <coughs> oh, it's nice to see some palm trees. Yeah, I, I'm really wanting to see more uh, tree varieties around. Because yeah. while there are, I think, 90 different varieties at the moment, we tend to yeah. see kind of like the same colors and the same yeah. tree types. Ooh, we got a bold person. <laughs> a second landing. Yeah, I think it would help with the the illusion that you are in a different area, especially if in certain places that have a lot of tropics, you'd want to see a lot more palm trees and that, that style of... Yeah, there goes Coltrane, so I'll follow you guys and Cookie. Hey. In Florida, we have trees like what we're seeing here, but they're, they're a different type, but they're kind of have a similar look, so to speak. I have, I have suffered a, a, a brutal slight, fate. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. A broken nose. <clears throat> oh, it's breaking. You suffered a far aisle pilotism? Oof. Yes, I am very fresh, very new, very green. Well, you should write a book. <laughs> I don't have that excuse, so I don't know what I can blame mine on. <laughs> I can blame it on the keyboard. That's what it was. I was terrible because of the keyboard, which is partially true. I mean, you can't really fly just with a keyboard and expect anything of competency on landing. It's just... And now that I have the quadrant, the throttle management, I, I realize what a debacle that was as well. You know, tapping down, tapping up, five here, ten there. If you're not taking your eyes off of the... You literally would have to put your camera view on your throttle and stare at it as you're adjusting, but... If you're in a congested airspace or if you're close to terrain and stuff, you can't really look away that much. So I tend not to want to. I want to keep my eyes on the terrain a little bit and not have to look down. And I don't have the head tracking working yet the way I want it. So I'm looking at those small islands here, wondering if we do have yeah. a landing challenge. Go back on some of the speed. It would be. I'm trying to dip down. Follow you, Cookie. Oh, by the way, we're in Cubs. We need to remember to switch our tanks. I'm at about 67 in the left tank. So if you're in an X-Cub and you've been flying the whole time, you may want to switch to your right tank if you haven't done it already. Yeah, that's true. Because when we flew in Japan, well, you could see we're getting near, we're getting we're near Mount Fuji. Now, like... We're at over 20 here, so this one has gone down significant portion here. Yeah. Mine has as well, so I was like, okay. 
So it's Sorry, I lost some speed there. Okay. Indicator and select right tank. Now don't shut off your fuel. That would. Oh, every good. time I have to do that, I think you're gonna shut it off. You're gonna shut it off. And I'm always close to the ground when I find myself doing it. Why I have no idea, but. Ah, that's fine. Wow, this is a really beautiful place. I love the way the the islands and the coast and the sea and mountains in the distance. It looks great. I don't know. These look very tree-covered to me, so... Yeah, if I'm they were... wondering if yeah. there's any that's... Maybe there's a mod that could be done to remove some of those... You know what I think is done there is I think that the satellite footage has a, a bit of a blur to it. And sometimes if you look at a mountain underneath the density of trees, you can see that kind of generic rendered. It's like it's kind of like the trees are baked into it. And if they were all gone, of course, it wouldn't look really great. But I think the trees help to not only give it life, but it also helps to sort of cover up those imperfections. And as they get better and better data, I think some of the trees will thin out a little bit because the data that's underneath will be higher and higher and higher as it progresses that you won't necessarily need or want to blanket it quite as much. But I'm not saying a significant amount, maybe 10, 15% reduction, maybe. Ooh, but, I found um, some place. It's a little ooh. road right here that goes just behind those two mountains, and it's over the water. There's 40 mountains around us. He says just behind those two mountains. <laughs> I'm no, kidding. Not really mountains. Call them hills. But oh, I see where you're going. Yeah, yeah, I see where you're going. Yeah, I'm, I'm way too fast. Yeah. Let me just shut the. Well. Oh, I see what you mean. I'm gonna try to go between these two mountains. Yeah. And plop myself right down on that road. Exactly. That's the goal. But I'm going 115 knots. That's probably not good. So let's uh, nose up. I must not be Drop too some far. Flaps. I'm at 85 right now. That's <clears> really good. Well, I'm dropping a couple, couple flaps here. Oof. I don't know. This seems like it's more powered than I remember. Because I'm having a harder time keeping down. these. Yeah. Matter of fact, the mountain effect that I am speaking about, I'm passing it right now. That kind of blurry under texture and the trees sitting on top of it kind of because the under texture is showing kind of where the trees would be that's why the ai put the trees there but it helps to um it just helps to make it look better the nice thing is that they don't seem to have the effect that the old trees remember when you really set the tree density higher in the older sim sorry cookie i may come up on up on you here i'm going very fast again that's fine sorry oh okay there we go that was a, that was a survival success let's not go in the water you hit the water <laughs> and you i'm like how long is it going to take him before he yeah. gets in the water i'm going in the water but yeah um, you feel like is it more like the aerodynamics or it's I. It feels like the engine has more power. Maybe they did do adjustments to that. I now, you know, we're we're not always. We don't really know 
what the power of those things are so we can see the adjustments. Um, Yeah, you can definitely feel it. It's a more, it's got more zip to it. So whether that's, I don't know what it would, I don't know what it would have to do with anything unless it is that because the only thing I've changed is my hardware. Why would that affect? And I don't have it set to something well, we did have unusual the that, back then. So yeah, I think something. Well, we know the icon because we had, neither one of us have used the icon in maybe a month or more. Yeah, maybe Definitely maybe two more months. Than a month for me. Yeah, and it's it's, it was different. It was way more stable. It was way more smooth. It took a little longer. It is now yeah. for your inputs to reflect, you know, to reflect what your inputs were and. It was fun. I, I was I was really having a great time flying that. I do wish, like uh, you said earlier, that we could easily change the plane because this would be a nice place to try to do a little bit of yeah, touch and goes on the water. But it's such a pain to have to leave and come back in. And I'm gonna go for a, a very low flyby of of that little city. Meanwhile, I'll be yeah, talking yeah. about the update today, which is uh, slightly interesting <laughs> for the fact that they did not um, post is the feature discovery series aerodynamics now it's interesting because the feature discovery series is now at episode 10 this would have been the 10th episode um, but episode 3 already has an aerodynamics video therefore you know you're wondering why are they putting more stuff and it seems like they have more to give us um, so this video has been postponed as they're still making edits on the video they're trying to get the same quality um, and they plan to have it released next week don't forget guys that we're also on break they had christmas like all of us so i would not blame these guys at all for having um, taken the time to rest and to come back fresh so no blaming there yeah um, no blame if anything happens they'll, they'll update us on this um Lots of stuff have been released in the marketplace. Um, apparently, they have a layover with devs this week, focusing on the two amazing community managers. So that is Jane and Royal, Alex. which are two yep. um, awesome community managers. These people are the one that are taking care of uh, of the social media, yep. the Discord, as well as many other things in the background. Uh, the streams on the Twitch channel with Jane. Um, and they're doing an awesome work. They're doing a lot of stuff that we don't necessarily in the foreground, but it adds up to the experience. So these guys are amazing. So we're going to see a bit more about that. That's pretty cool. Um, they've also opened up um, questions in the forum for the live dev Q&A. So that's the time for you guys to go in there and post your questions that will then be filtered and be answered live with uh, one of the community managers, I think it would be Jane, as well as at least a few devs. Um, usually you have two, three people from different uh, areas. Usually you have one from Microsoft and they have two from Asobo. Um, and they answer your questions. So I found that very interesting. Um, I'm going to post that in the Twitch as well as in the, um, the event channel in there that way you guys can go ahead Um, that is something i've already voted maybe but 10 things there's some very interesting stuff um and there's some posts in there that i find very interesting there was one i know there's not a lot of votes on it it's shared cockpit something i know they're working on shared cockpit and there's probably more stuff because shared cockpit is not extremely complicated 
and they have achieved the the steps they wanted to have for the multiplayer before they started building onto your cockpit. So there is some stuff I know that might just be focusing somewhere else because there's so many things that need to be worked on um, around here. But, you know, I kind of want to know what's happening for that. So I voted there. Take a look. Um, there's a lot of great stuff. The more people vote, the more Microsoft knows what what is happening, what do we want. And based on that, we'll probably focus more on certain things compared to others, at least give it a bit more weight in the decisions of when uh, to put more people or just managing the resources that they have available for them. So that is something that I also uh, hope a lot of people will go and ask their questions because the more the better. And usually you get different points of view, which sometimes I feel is lacking around. I want to see different um different methods, different points of view, different interests coming in and how people take a feature and how do they see that feature being implemented. So when they see those questions, it's it's very interesting. So that's yeah. that's a point. <laughs> no, and evidence sure. is saying amen down here. Yes, I am preaching the truth. <laughs> yeah, you're preaching to the choir, but you, you are preaching the truth. So I, yeah, I mean, it's, like it's, it's a way for our, our, our desires and wants and wishes and concerns to be heard. That's what the community managers are there. They're doing a great job to try to spread themselves as, as wide as they can in order to be able to take in as much input as they can. And I would imagine that slowly over time, even the things that seem marginal, uh, they're gonna they're gonna get they're gonna be brought in eventually, especially if they're something that's really practical and useful. I just think they're they're prioritizing a little bit right now, and we know that the summer is going to be a big summer because of the Xbox and the DirectX 12, which has interesting oh. implications all to itself. We're assuming and, that DirectX 12 would come with Xbox. <clears throat> yeah, they keep they keep mentioning them in the same breath, and that's why I think they're coming is because uh, even in print, you'll see a few things that they will they'll mention it you know, Xbox DX12, and you'll see them paired in several of their comments well, uh, on the official Discord. So I'm thinking it's also when I did there's a, something... a bit of research, and we found out um, about the Xbox One X. I think it was in 2016. They announced DirectX 12 would be supported on that platform. So we know by default that the Series S and Series X would have DirectX 12. So if they were going to do this, it makes sense to have DirectX 12 implemented with the simulator <clears throat> when it comes out on the consoles, which also makes sense for the ray tracing features that are on those consoles. So all goes together. Yeah. Because DirectX 12 is what, what is what enables certain of those features, like is that ray tracing. That'll be interesting to see if it comes to if they come together to see. You know what that does for us, and uh, evidence please is asking one interesting question Will a sobo okay. make a study level aircraft? Hmm. <laughs> if they were, I would think study level. Wow, <clears throat> it's a possibility. I, maybe they'll pick one in particular. I, I don't know, you know, which one that would be. I think they are going to bring the default aircraft up to a better level and it seems like they're doing that little by little by little 
they have so much they have so much stuff on their plate it's got to be a little it's got to be a challenge to it's actually very funny sorry i'm cutting you off but no go ahead the way he asked this question was not the way i read it uh, uh, i can't see it so i'm the question I'm was assuming. posted in the forums in that link that i posted that link being the section where people can ask their questions so yeah that's that's one of the interesting questions that are in there um <clears throat> I think it's a good point still just to answer it because in a sense it is one of the things that we kind of want. We've all paid for the sim. Eh, don't yeah. worry. Don't worry, evidence. It's it's all good. In a sense, we all want to have something coming out of the sim that we've already paid for and continue to have as much value as we can from the sim. That's just a basic consumer uh point of view in a sense we all we all want that we all want to optimize our investments um but of course we know there's other reasons why a soba would want to make that it's to show how the sim is so much better they have the people that have made the tools for the development of airplanes so they're the one who are the most familiar with the sdk therefore they're more likely to create some of those planes that have the features that they want to show off so they could totally create one plane very high-end study level and show off every little feature that comes out yeah. features that they're really willing to show and have this little demo reel with this one plane and say hey this is what you can do with a bit of effort but this is what you can do um that's yeah, this is what's possible and yeah. every company I, I... does this you know blender they that's a 3d software they make those kind of demos for people to see what is achievable with the software um you have the same with unreal engine 4 uh, an upcoming unreal engine 5 uh, the playstation and xbox on those engines they all do the same so it would it would be a good thing for sobo to take one plane it doesn't have to be uh, an airliner right it could be any any small plane and just have that demo It'd be nice it, it would it would show the possibilities and it would uh it would change the some of the perceptions there's a few perceptions that linger and we've talked about it in the past and i think it would behoove them to advance the idea of what a default simulator can offer and to what degree because we're looking at basically default scenery nothing that we have here is an add-on and it's amazing so if they could kind of bring the aircraft to some kind of parity to the scenery and then maybe pluck one maybe one ga aircraft out of there and really bring it to a level just to show off what can be done with their well imagine their, their new tool if so. a sobo and this is purely theoretical <clears throat> right i have no insider knowledge of that nor have i um seen or heard any talks about this um completely independent if theoretically a sobo were to partner up with fly by wire team to create the a320 nx that they've been making oversee that project and then on their own side work on a study level uh plane could it be the cessna but any kind of general aviation plane then we'd be looking at a point where you have two major planes um 
that are widely used around the world. The A320 is one of the most popular planes in terms of commands and fuel efficiencies. The Cessna 172, for example, is one of the most sold planes in the world, and a lot of people train on it. And then you could get that for 60 bucks USD, right? That's that's the package that would come out. That would be part of of the way Microsoft could definitely not only change its perception, but at the same time, incrementally, like I would say, just change the whole landscape of what a simulator can be if by just paying 60 bucks. You can get that exactly. Kind of quality. Make that make that default experience something that you only dreamed of, and that you expected to have to pay a lot more for, to have dozens of add-ons to get to that kind of fidelity. And I, I can't see how that to me that would be, it would be a game changer. I hate to use that kind of a pun, but it <laughs> really would changer. because we have our expectations obviously you want to manage expectations but if you can get your default product to be superior to your competition's product with payware i don't mean the top level 150 dollars an airplane payware but you, you know what i mean kind of a, a, a well a, a respectable yeah a respectable study. level of payware but then one day bring it up, bring one of them up to that study level to say, look, it is possible with our tools to do this. And if you have this kind of level of quality across the board, and then you reserve the right or the room to take that one notch further down the road, things are stable, bugs are mostly repaired, you've got patches that are coming and they're stable a lot of features that you wanted implemented are in there then you can really turn the focus and say you know what what else can we bring to the table yeah and that to me that's when it would come but i think it should be a goal in the back of the mind because there's always the the fight for respect for your product and i just think it would do a world of good if they just basically came out and said we're not trying to destroy our rivals, but we want to set a new bar because if they set that bar that high, that can only benefit us because the rival, the rival Sims are going to have to try to compete. And when they try to compete, they're going to up their game. They're going to bring in, you know, new features or, or, or new things that maybe don't exist yet. So the competition aspect is, it's good for us. And I think that the best way to do that is to have default planes like no other Sims uh, for sure, no other Sims default planes. Obviously, that's not as hard to achieve, but it is hard to say, listen, we're going to make everything Carinado beautiful and slightly... Well, Carinado is not necessarily the highest end in terms of... Correct. It's be it's got it's got the aesthetics again. Yeah, we have the aesthetics. We just need a few models in order to say, listen, this yeah. is where we stand now. You're going you to have to bring your side. Yeah. yeah, You're going to have to bring it. And I would love to see that because, you know, Microsoft Microsoft has all, through all of these years, from the very simple graphics to what we have today, they've always been considered, you know, a beautiful simulator. But they've always been able to be knocked a little bit by people. Oh, that's not quite realistic, or it's riding on rails, and so it would just be great to have some of those old arguments put to rest, and say, now what do you think? And when the only thing you can think is well, they've done it. Then you can look to your rivals and say, okay, they've done it. Now, what are you going to bring? And that competition is what's going to make it, it great for all of us. And I just 
would like to see the simulator eventually get to that. So yeah. I so think funny. they kind of... I'm sorry I'm cutting you off, but Evidence Please has been trying to get your attention for oh, the last little bit. It's because I'm so sorry I can't see the, um, I can't see the stream. Uh, thank you, Evidence says, well said. I appreciate it. I can't see the, uh, you should see the chat, so the forgive Twitch, me. It's hallelujah for all. Um, and then there's another thing which he said, which you kind of said without saying it exactly, uh, but Oops. you did... You pretty much Mangle said it, it without... Right? Well, no, but you worded it differently. He's just saying, you know, make one or two study level aircraft will not hurt other developers, <coughs> right? And, and th that's what you meant with this whole thing of... You know, you don't have to do all of them. You just need a few and focus on them and get them yeah. right. And that will show other people what the whole Microsoft uh, Flight Simulator can do. And not only right. just that, but how it can compete against even yeah. the paywares that usually you'd pay extra money for yeah. instead of having it directly in a product for 60 USD. Yeah. You just basically raise the bar to say, okay, your low-level payware is our default. And we're developing and we're adding and, and, and doing things all the time. So it just kind of sends out the notice to everybody around them. You know, we're, we're, we're going to try to up the ante. So yeah. come, you know, and that compete with us. It should go up because we're far from the FSX times where you had a 737 and A320 where you basically had an autopilot and maybe some throttle, but that was it. You didn't have any of the other things, which were just as basic as auto brakes. Um, so it, it was really bad. Now, I'm seeing here I had a quick disconnect. So hopefully everything's fine. And yeah, um, sorry, there's been just a little quick disconnect there. Essentially, it is what I've been repeating for a little bit. It's just the way they're able to um, remodel the landscape from what we started with. Um, at first, we had the 321 and the 737 and FSX, which were very low end. A lot of the features did not work. You just had an autopilot and your throttles. Um, the auto brakes sometimes worked, sometimes didn't work, depending on the planes. And a lot of the other features simply were not present. It was just a texture. So the overhead panel was just the lights. That was it. The rest were just a, a texture right there for, for no other purpose. So there's a clear difference between that and what we got in here. And sadly, the default A320 as we got it was kind of close to this, except it did have an, FM, uh, an MCDU, my bad. And it did have some higher level um, of, of simulation in there. But obviously it wasn't enough. That's why we had um, a, a big group of developers who came in and created the fly-by-wire uh, group. And these guys are working on a, on a higher level. And they're all volunteers. Now, if that happens Amazing. with one project, you'd assume that there's a big community out there of people who are doing it. And that's the case. We're seeing a lot of different planes, liveries, scenery. Uh, we're seeing a lot of add-on to fix things. Uh, some take care of the lighting, so it makes the lights uh, brighter, darker, or the way the light are made, um, kind of like calibration of the color in, inside for the, the LEDs, for, for example, for the planes here. Um, the tree heights, just different things like this are all been made uh, to work on that. So we know the community is definitely dedicated to having the highest quality, and a lot of it is freeware. 
but we don't have the commercial side of things. So we don't have the bigger companies. We're all very enthusiastic and really getting there yet. Um, we do have Aerosoft, who I believe is one of the leaders in making sure there is at least one product that comes out uh, quickly. In fact, they have their CRJ, um, which are coming out incredibly quickly. Uh, they were planning on releasing it close, so it could be showing up within the next few weeks. I would say two months, <clears throat> you'll have the product in your hands. Um, nice. So it, it's one of those things where it really is, what is your motivation and where does it come from? From the community, it's really jumping in that standard. And we've been able to do this, and there's always that lag between us and the more commercial developers. So that is something that they need because not only are they... Uh, by default, uh, needing to learn the new SDK, but there's also the difficulties of understanding what the quality is at and where do they need to bring it to remain competitive. So the the small quality level that we've seen so far is already on par with some of the planes we have. So it's really a jump of when are we going to get to the point where these add-ons will not be able to be sold anymore because we can have mm. all these planes. The way we have FSX with all of those freewares. Yeah. That should take a few years to get there, but it will. It will, yeah. It'll be interesting to see if they implement the gateway idea um, as well. I think that would, they, that would help a lot it. of people. I think so, yeah. Looks like it. That's, that's something they said they would do, and they are doing it. So uh, it's just a matter of really getting to it. I could actually take a look on the feedback snapshot on the top wishes here they said that the gateway is un still under investigation they want to do it for this year it is number four with 799 votes so there's quite some people rooting for this and Good. once it's in there you'll just have to click your download and you get your scenery in there that yeah. will be amazing <clears throat> it'll it'll help with all the updates because we're going to have so much on our community folder and you know, in a year or two, we're going to start to lose track of. In a sense, there's a lot, a it's lot of It's the add-on manager that we talked about. You know how before yes. we said they should definitely have an add-on manager that will handle yep. the the freeware, the payware. Yeah. It's kind of like the marketplace where you could, you know, share that livery from the, or at least the plain model from the payware, so that even if you're on, if you don't have that payware, you can still see it. Um, and right. in a sense, is advertising that plane for you. Um, yeah. and having all that synchronization between your mods. Because I think I've realized that my bugs that I've been having, for example, in the simulator, were from all the updates that I was getting, but my mods were not being updated. They were still in this older version. Yeah. At some point, And it, it was breaks. conflicting. Yep. And that's what happened. It'd be just great to have a manager that would scan your community folder and then sort of, I don't know, scan the the name of the file to see if there's... Well, it would probably have a backlink, so you have to say where you get it from, yeah. and then see if there's a new link. <clears throat> now, there's some of those mods that exist on flightsim.to. I think there is a few. Um, I'm just going to let them work on it oh, yeah, for a little bit for sure. before I really jump in, just because I don't want to have too many issues, especially when it comes to touching the flight simulator files themselves by another third-party software. Um but yeah, yeah evidence says something. scenery and aircraft modifications and utilities too, hopefully. Yeah, I, yep. That's something we haven't seen yet. <clears throat> I wish they could do some kind of gateway for everything like that. 
it's easier to do a gateway for scenery because it's just finding copyright who has the copyright over the images that you're using and is this work yours if those two check marks are yes then you can use it now those things means that they're working on something else which is having different versions of a, a specific scenery or a specific product they don't have that yet in the um, in the marketplace which is why I believe they're taking so long to go on the gateway as a result it feels like in the future or at least what they're planning to do is create that version system for their different products from which they'd be able to build on afterwards for the gateway and the marketplace and then who knows maybe another manager for the rest of the add-ons and tools you have great utilities like little nav maps, Sim Toolkit Pro, Random Failures FS2020, uh, Pymark, uh, GNS, etc. Evidence is yeah, there, there's a lot I of agree. those. There's actually yeah. some that I don't even know. <clears throat> yeah, he, he mentions a few that to me before that I, I didn't even realize. So it's like there's already so much that's been added in the five months that we've had the simulator that it's it's surely going to continue and it's going to become very complex to manage it all. So yeah, I would expect down the road, we're going to see that. Of course, we want them all to focus on anything that will make the systems and the aircraft, you know, as, as viable and, and high fidelity as they can. And then where they find time or where the, where they have a lull in some data or whatever they can. can t I, I think once we get past this summer, I think the focus is going to narrow a little bit. Right now, there's a lot of things that need to get done simultaneously. And I'm sure that the Xbox version has got to be a pretty high priority, obviously, for obvious reasons. You, you, know, you want to expand your audience and introduce the, the sim to a whole new group of people, and they want to get it right. And I think that once that time period passes, there's going to... It's going to free up a little bit of <clears throat> a little bit of um, energy to to sort of focus. Okay, now that this is done, and that's kind of going its own way. Now let's see. We can. Who knows what'll even? They're doing so many updates as we go along. Who even knows eight nine months from now if that's how long it's going to be, as oh. to what condition we'll be in when that comes out. It, it may not even be that much of a a challenge by then, but. I, I think it'll help once that's out of the way. That's you a know, big one thing looming I do thing. love is they're they're not working smart. Somewhat. And okay. I yeah. think what they've been able to do is instead of doing that two week schedule, they've now moved it to a four week schedule. So you get your monthly update instead of your two week update. But before with our two week update they took too much time every two weeks they were working on finalizing uh, a build making sure that their candidates were properly tested before it went out for release and that was a lot of stress and there were a lot of things and therefore they had less time to focus imagine of it okay very roughly and i'm not aware of their full process but if we estimate a full week of full development then half a week of testing and then half a week of getting the build ready and tested for release that means out of two weeks you only have one week to work now if you were yeah. going to do for a full month you could take two weeks and a half of development and then take a week and a half to do the testing and the candidate work and the build 
Now, of course, that is totally not accurate because those processes are going parallel to each other. So once something is done, it goes in testing straight away and it's and it's tested as other features are being worked on and other fixes are being done. So it's a continuous work, but it means that what is done eventually at the end of those two, three weeks can then be inputted into that one build. So they have more time to actually work on the simulator itself. That's part of the smarts strategies that they've been using. And these guys are hell of efficient, honestly. Um, They've been able to do great stuff with the SDK even for this week. You know, they're continuing to improve the visual effects editor. Um, they're now working on things just to make it simpler and less work for them. Just like a notification system directly in the dev mode to keep people informed of the latest releases instead of having to manually write something on the website and remember to do this and do that. So they're adding some automation in many of the things they do so they can focus on those priorities. And you know, as you said, once the Xbox releases out, most of the big work will be done. And it'll just be, now we can focus on intricate details, which include, you know, how can we go further in the multiplayer for that shared cockpit? Um, and how could that go, for example, with third-party mods? How will that work? Will you allow a certain number of channels to be shared? Think of it as a channel. If a button is pressed on one side, it will turn on on the other side, like in synchronization. If you're able to create an additional 30, 50 channels for the for any kind of third-party developer to use to add their own stuff, that way if you're in shared cockpit on a third-party plane, it should work the same as if it was a first-party plane. That's the kind of yeah. stuff that eventually will go into details and be made. That's something we don't see yet, of course, because there's a lot of other stuff that needs to be filled first, um, including that DirectX 12. Um, and yeah, of that's... course, you know, there, there's, a, there's a lot of work before getting those details. Yeah, that's why I think that once we get beyond that, there's going to be this reorganization, so to speak. I'm sure it's a massive task to get this ready and get it out. And I think that once we get beyond that point, we're going to see a restructuring of, like you said, the, the way that they've changed the management of time simply by pushing things back from two weeks to 30 days has made a difference. I think what they discovered as well is the community, and it's a good sign, rightfully wanted a better patch as opposed to a more frequent patch, so to speak. They wanted a, a more stable update as opposed to come on every two weeks we want something new we're hungry for everybody's hungry for new things but they want what's being implemented to work obviously as as fun be as functional as possible well mistakes and so were i think made. that a lot of mistakes really well yeah they didn't have time like you the said there was, there was no time and to focus that was a big issue you know if you have your v format that doesn't work yeah. anymore or if you turn it on and it breaks and your whole sim crashes that is a big, big mistake. Yeah. So luckily yeah, that problem. is all fixed now and it doesn't impact the sim anymore. Um, but just having that kind of issue come in directly from a feature upgrade, that that is not yeah. right. If And we know, for example, Windows, Microsoft, you know, that, that has happened in the past as well where we had people who had files that got deleted out of nowhere after an update. Um, they try to make sure it doesn't happen, but sometimes it does happen so at least it's good that they modified their structure so that it would not happen again and there would be more quality testing so that is already a good way through 
to, to have higher quality. And the more you do that kind of stuff, the more you can become sometimes more efficient or have higher quality come out. And this means you can focus on the more important things straight away. And uh, Cookie, is your is your VFR map working? By the way, I agree with everything yes. you said. By the way, I've been take a look at it. this. Take a look at that odd river. What is that? It's just beyond the airport. Uh, UBT. It's uh, it's it's directly ahead of us, but it's it's off to the oh God to the right. It really looks odd. I, I actually zoomed in. I'm like, what is that? It's a river system, but it just looks really unusual. I haven't seen anything that looks like it. And this area is kind of reminding me of parts of Hawaii, the way the mountains look with the I mean, covered like trees. This. And uh, I can't. I actually can't see, unfortunately. I am right. only able to um, see the stream. But does it let look me see a bit like fractals? Can... Like... Yes, it does. Exactly. I'm like, I want to go over that and see what is that. Because honestly, I've never seen anything that looks like that. It's probably from in the, the sim so yeah, far. Yeah, it's if you open the Isoline map. Yes, that's what I have open. Yeah, you'll you'll see why it does that. It's the water follows the the terrain elevation. Oh, I see. Okay. So it's gonna try to just, flow down as far as it can. Okay, yeah, I hadn't noticed that. Uh, looked very been, odd. So I was like, been some old glaciers <clears throat> thousands of years ago when this was still a cold land. <laughs> okay. Nope. First, I thought it was a glitch with my. I said, "Oh, my VFR map's coming apart." But <laughs> I'm entering some dark clouds. My goal is actually to go and do a landing at uh, Sierra Delta Uniform Bravo here. So Sierra we're slowly Delta getting there. You're about nine knots. I have to zoom in to see where that is. It's next to UBT, as you mentioned. Okay. Okay. Uh, oh, there we go. Okay. So I need to actually slow down. Yeah, I need to descend. I'm about <clears throat> six, seven nautical miles off, so. Okay, so we're gonna. But four thousand. I hate to say it, I like this prop cheat. It really works. Well, if it's you're... not really a cheat. It's just you know driving. How do you drive? And yeah, it's, it helps. Like right now, I'm like I want to slow down right away. So when I pull the throttle back, not so much. If I pull the prop back about a quarter, immediately, the response is. It's good. So, so it might be. I have Pilotas 007 here asking, what is a shared cockpit? Um, a shared cockpit is when you can connect with another player. So imagine me uh, and Farile. And together, we can be on the same plane. And when I click a button, it will click in Farile's own plane. And as a result, it simulates having two people in one plane. Because when I do something, Farile will see it, and it will act the same way for him. And if I have control of the plane, and I turn it right, for him it will also turn right. Therefore, it simulates having a, uh, a captain and a co-pilot, first officer. Um, or even in small planes like us, I'm guessing you could have you know, passengers in a sense. They don't have to be flying, they could just be watching. They wouldn't have control of the plane, I know in FSX, what they did was they allowed you with a combination of uh, keybinds, you would be able to choose who had controls. And it would be, you have control, I have control, and that way it allowed you to, to have control of the plane. Now that was for the main control surfaces, right? So uh, steering, altitude, throttle, and then 
other things like your gears, your flaps, uh, your speed brakes, those could be controlled by me or file. Like anyone could be using those at a moment, which means that in a plane like an A320, I could be flying the plane with the autopilot and I could take care of the autopilot while file autopilot, for example, takes care of the landing procedure. So he would do the checklist, then he will look around and configure the plane for landing while I monitor the plane while it's flying. So this is a great way to do kind of like a co-op multiplayer. Yeah. And now you put that perspective and add a third-party plane, a Concorde, for example, which is one of the things I've been dreaming about a bit. Um, yeah. But even just like, you know, a CRJ or any kind of other plane that could require more than one person to fly uh, a flight engineer or something like this and just go learn the systems and have fun with it and be with people and have an impact on that plane based on your decisions or on your skills. And that could go for very interesting flights. As yeah, a result. for sure, because there's so much that I don't know, like in an airliner, and it would just be such a relief to to literally have somebody there that really knows what they're doing and either they can demonstrate what to do and say now you know show me that you can do this or do you remember it's almost like you could it's have your own instructor with you yes yeah exactly now, it's fantastic FSX, for and in in fsx we used to do that a lot um you'd go into fsx discords and you usually had a learning center where you could book um time with an instructor could it be atc could it be uh, a pilot and you could learn all these different things and eventually grow the ranks of that discord um, for your different qualifications now of course qualifications it was totally based on the server and the, and the trainer so it was not necessarily fully based on on quality and exactly like an faa regulation would be but they have a lot of documentation coming uh, from batsum uh, ivo and pretty much teaching you the basics, ground school, and then going through traffic pattern, going through all the steps that a student pilot would be going through. Um, and then you can learn a lot from this. Um, so having a shared cockpit will allow you to be with someone else and they would be able to show you, hey, this is how uh, you would do a traffic pattern and then the guy would be next to you. And if you don't feel like you're in control, then they would just take over the commands and they would do a landing. They would show you how to do things. So. It's simulating reality to a whole other level, and that is a lot of fun. I've done it, um, both for planes and ATC, and then I did a bit of teaching myself. It's it's a lot of fun, and it's a way to kind of give back to the community after. And Share Cockpit does enable that a lot. It's going to be a lot of fun when that comes out. One thing I yeah. do wish they had, though, was for a learning center to be implemented in the simulator, because... We don't have that in here. We had that in FSX where they had missions and the learning center. The learning center would teach you how to use VORs, for example. Um, that's pretty much an omnidirectional bearing uh, waypoint, which will broadcast a frequency and say, hey, I'm here. And of course, if it has other features like a DME, it would also tell you the distance. But just says, hey, I'm here. And then you have an instrument you have to put in the frequency and you have to uh, tune your your, your your gauges. That way you'd be able to understand how to use a VOR. Now, if you had a trainer with you, what you'd be able to do is put it all together and 
have the person next to you show how to use it, and then you'd be able to do this. Their learning center did it kind of like the same way where they told you, they wrote it down on a page and they told you this is how you should do it. They show you even a little chart sometimes here and there, a few pictures. And then there's a mission that allows you to take that practice. Um, yeah. The Share Cockpit helped us do that even more. We don't have that on here. And that would be so much fun to do, which yeah, is why I have... And I don't think people understand really the, the Share Cockpit thing because not a lot of people are really asking for it more than VR or other features. So sometimes I do wonder if people understand the capabilities of, of Share Cockpit. Yeah, I, I'm not so sure that uh, it's apparent, you know, what could be really done with that. So, oop, landed a little bit fast here again. Whoa. Yeah, I'm trying yeah, it's to easy down. to get carried away with this plane, but hey, it's, yeah, it's... it wouldn't be a bush uh, trip if it wasn't for going in the grass a bit. If it wasn't an airliner, it would probably look in your eyes and be like, what was this landing? Yeah, yeah this landing <laughs> but, was a bit of a... I landed okay, but a little bit faster than I would like. Like I said, I, I just feel like it's definitely got I mean, more power. It's it's a difficult thing because, you know, I see Evidence Place who was saying, you know, it's easier to go in there and just jump in and read and learn. If that would allow you to make you a good pilot, essentially. But yeah. because it's not there yet and they're still building a lot of the features, it is one thing that's missing because people don't know how to fly. And just by being in the cockpit here... It's easy to understand some of the features. You can click menu. You know you're going to have your menu. Now, the GPS is that they chose the garments that they chose for the simulator have been pretty easy to follow for some of them. But when you get to the G1000 and, and certain parts of it can get more complicated. So you would want to look for some kind of documentation for this. Um, that's where a learning center would be very useful. Uh, the, the basic features you can get a sense of, you know, you click on your map while you have your map. Um, but it's it's some of the things that I believe if you don't have previous knowledge or know where to look for that information, you'll be lost. And that's yeah. kind of a, a lost opportunity for Microsoft and Sobo to kind of not pin people down to understand, you know, make people have so much fun on that one plane that they don't even want to stop flying. They just want to continue and learn and right. have the full knowledge of the plane to be able to fly and be, and be in any situation, just like in VATSIM, for example, um, and have a bigger challenge. People are just flying the plane VFR, you know, just the basic throttle and, and the stick and just looking around. And after they get bored of it, because they don't understand how to go further and they don't have the resources to go further. So right. they're stuck. I agree. So yeah, it's it's definitely a valuable resource that they could. I feel it's required. Find room to put that bed. Yeah, especially with again with with everybody that's going to be coming into the sim, who's never ever touched one before. There's going to be a heavy learning curve for a lot of people, and I think the more they can get that sort of training material out there, the better it's going to be. Oops, sorry, cookie. Oh no. I thought you were gonna keep going. <laughs> well, I guess I should now. I yeah, we can road go up three. the best, uh, a bit on the coast. I think there's a few islands. Whoa, that prop is pulling me. Uh we could probably try to yeah, land no. on a little island. We'll uh Okay. We've been on for an hour forty, an hour fifty, so Yeah. We'll keep it within the time. I don't know which direction you wanna go, so I'll just kinda Yeah, hug go right the coast there, go here. straight. Right. It doesn't matter. Cool. 
but yeah, overall, I feel like if there is the learning opportunities that comes with it, we can <clears throat> really do a lot. And yeah, Pilates saying it's yeah. been a big learning curve, even from coming from FSX. It has, because as we've explained numerous times over the different podcasts that we've been doing, FSX was an IFR simulator. It was an airliner simulator where you use the autopilot, you use your nav or your GPS, and yeah. you let the plane fly. You let the systems which have been programmed do their work. In FS20, we're so much more VFR. We're so much more visual flight rules. Therefore, you actually have full control of the plane. And to the point where at the beginning, the autopilot did not work. Um, it was very yeah. messy and buggy. So it forced us to really go ahead and do that learning of ourselves to understand the garments that we had in there, the buttons that we had in there. Uh, yeah. What is the difference between mixture and RPM control that are right here? You know, there's those are things that you eventually have to know if you really want to fly a plane properly and know the procedures. So it's it is a completely different experience because now it's the first time we have a VFR simulator, which has nice enough of visual graphics that you could yeah. truly practice VFR flying. Right. Yeah, you never could do it before. So, and so, I'm sure it was a bit of a shock to some people coming in because they were used to the programming and and the systems and doing a lot of monitoring after the setup uh but obviously here were when when they had those problems they had to be a little bit more hands-on with the aircraft and for some people it would be a totally unfamiliar experience for people like myself i kind of tried it anyway because i always sort of flew that way but obviously i couldn't really navigate the way that i could navigate now as far as just you know using the uh earth below me but i think for a lot of people it's been a bit of a a it's been a bit of a surprise and i think some people are surprised that they enjoy it where before they never would have even tried vfr there was no point well in fsx i remember trying <laughs> vfr with some of the planes that have been in there you know the 172 i think was one of the ones i really tried to get but it just wasn't there i know there were landcare legacy that was that was made that eventually got um into my hands and the landcare legacy was a great plane for a small general aviation type of plane um it was a lot of fun even just to play single player multiplayer shared cockpit uh, i remember playing shared cockpit over atlanta with that thing with um Lindzord. he's a really nice dude and it was a lot, lot of fun. And this is where I kind of really put myself and said, okay, let's actually work it out. Let's try to remember how to use a VOR because we never really used them. And I really tried to go far into the plane and into everything that was available for general aviation, but it really didn't feel right. The same, yeah. And Listen. it didn't really give much motivation to go through there. And yeah. since using the simulator since august there's a clear difference in and what i've with the focus that i've been having on the simulator and my learning and flying planes so that difference is huge and well it focuses a lot more on what you'd learn as a student pilot which in fairness is what a simulator should be doing and trying to teach people how to fly by starting with the basics 
because yeah. otherwise you'd have people just flying a 747 uh, at full speed and just crashing in front of you. And that's not necessarily as enjoyable as having people that know how to fly these planes. So right. there's a clear advantage in, in having that extra yeah. level of maybe starting with general aviation and having the airliners come later on so people can go through the training and understanding of the theory <clears throat> of how to fly a plane. So, well, yeah. I'm coming from the opposite where this is all I did because it was simple enough. And of course, my controls were not very good. So I kind of had to fly this way. And I actually need to go the other route. I need to eventually get out of my comfort zone and try to learn these larger aircraft and learn how to, you know, set everything up and how to monitor and, and control those larger aircraft. And um, I'm just gonna do I look a forward to it eventually. I'm detour here. Know. Just want to see okay. this little island, see if I can land on, if it's a landable area. Where are you in relation to me? Okay, so you're going Behind. over there, so I'm going to go on the... Going yeah, I'm going to go between these two mountains, then I'll, I'll veer left. Give me a second. Yeah, I shouldn't take too long. Uh, where am I? Take that off. But definitely, Pilotas 007, yeah, it's definitely a big difference coming from, from FSX and all the learning. That's why I wish having just the basic... <clears throat> Uh, learning center to just explain the basics even just copying what was in fsx would have been already a good benefit to understanding the the, the logic of what is a plane how it how it goes you know everything about it um i think they kind of tried to redo it by having missions the training missions that are done and i don't think it does the same thing no, not we, quite. You know, there's eight missions for that. They've added two for the A320 not long ago. It doesn't feel like it's really replacing it. It feels like it's actually a different thing. Both should be there together instead of having one or the other. So that's something else. Now it takes time for them to probably get someone to start writing on those. I wouldn't think it's too hard for them to do that. But at the same time, it's just the way the content is done nowadays. I don't think as many people would consume that knowledge through written paper form just like that. Um, some people would just be too impatient for this and would want to go for videos. Um, but, you know, a vast majority of people might still be interested in having a paper copy somewhere. Is it just a PDF outside of the sim or having a full user interface and having, you know, an index of things to go from uh, a single prop, uh, basic, like my first flight, ground training, um, and then eventually going up the ranks of what a true FAA license would go up to, right? So eventually you get your PPL, and then you get your CPL, and, and so on. You'd get to become a commercial pilot. Um, and through all those steps, you'd be able to learn a little more each time. Now that is something that would push people to fly the basics and to eventually fly the bigger you know airliners and all that stuff uh in, in a much more comfortable way now a lot of people do that with just finding a few tutorials on how to fly an a320 and they can use sources uh that were already there before the sim came out they could use uh explain tutorials they can use p3d tutorials they can use fsx tutorials because the theory is usually very close so it's an advantage for people to do that. Um, but yeah, evidence says something textual. Yeah, he says something textual. I think that'll be the that'll be the trick is to marry 
the textual content and the audio video content to keep those to kind of try to walk that line between what people prefer, how they prefer to learn. Cause obviously some people learn, like you said, one way better than another. So maybe they can make it eventually expansive enough that you can actually split the way that you actually learn it. Some people will absorb the detail written in front of them. Um, I'm kind of one of those people that sometimes I need to just see it written on a page and let me go over it a few times. And then the video demonstration of it, and it kind of brings it all together. And so it's it something good pretty to important to have this, but I feel like a Sobo, if, if theoretically they were listening to this and it was there and they listened to it, I wouldn't want them to waste time on making videos. There's tons of people who are already doing videos. Well, yeah, there's other people that could be doing that. That's true. The paper version should be the first outline for them if they really wanted to make videos they could get someone you know a few people to go full-time be in the sim but i feel by then if they were going to do this share cockpit should be out by then and yeah with the way communities work i feel that you know videos would be done by the people the training would be done by the people and at the end you know everything would be done through communities and our own interests of aviation to the point where they shouldn't be the ones making that content and if they were the one making that content that would really show the sad aspect of how community couldn't do that on their own and that i already feel from what we've seen from the feedback from the people that have been making content around this flight simulator that it's not the case people are already making tons of tutorials on how to do stuff so there's no interest or need to make videos. They just need to have a strong document for it. As long as maybe we can point those people to them, because some people, believe it or not, are, you know, they're not familiar with Twitch, or I literally have some people that have never even heard of it. They're older. I mean, it's some of the older crowd, of course. And yeah, getting some sense. people that are really used to, because if you look at, if you look at the way the flight simulator audience, I don't want to dig, it's a little bit late to dig deep into the survey. We'll do that on another yeah, we'll do that on another week, podcast. Probably. I was hoping to do it this one, but but one of the main things is it asked you how old are you, and they had a they had a spike at 20 years old of 12% of respondents. Uh, you had 7% at 15 years old, but then from 25 to 60, it was evenly spread. I think it was a couple eight percent. Yeah, it was very uniform, and so. But it was clear that there was a, a lot, a higher number that were, you know, even 30 and over. Now, 30 obviously is not old, but 50 and 60, they may not be so used to some of the social media platforms and the places they could go to consume, or they may be comfortable consuming their content in a certain way. So, yeah, definitely have the textual. No YouTube by then. <laughs> yeah. They should know at least a video sharing <clears throat> platform. So. I, mean, I, would say, I did pretty good. I, I went from YouTube to what Reddit, Discord, and Twitch all in about, I don't know, three or four months. And I had never really used, I had never used any of them actually at all. Yet, so, those are some of the strongest platforms, or at least without, yeah. if we ignore the forums, which are also a big part of it, those are the other components, which are definitely part of it. So, yeah, Discord, Reddit, um, and I mean, the forums are kind of always there. You know, every sim has been pretty set in stone. 
for the last yeah. 20, 25 years <clears throat> more. I don't know how old that forum is, but they've been able to do that. Hey, Farah, why don't you try coming in for a landing yeah, here? Yeah, I am right now. <laughs> I was about to say, oh, I'm going to do a crash landing on this road. Don't you want to try to just do a, three, uh, a 180 and then come in? Because you seem pretty darn quick. Yeah, I am. Uh, well, I'm down to 73, 71, 68. Let's go oh. visit the, the house. That you okay. <laughs> Let's see. Now I'm doing pretty good, so let me jump back up. Again, the perspective of the mountains in the distance is just every time I see it, and it's I don't know how many times I've said it, and I don't know how many times I've seen it. I've obviously never been here before, but it just it's reminding me of places I have been in real life, and the way that it's. If I had a chance, I would dig into my uh, Alaska trip there, and these mountains in the distance, off to the left. It looks like British Columbia in the distance, in the south where there wasn't much snow. But just the perspective of the way those mountains come down to the sea, the way the ones that are more distant are slightly different in color, they're a little bit blurry or out of focus. It's just perfect. It absolutely looks like my photographs. Oh, Pilot has 007 just say he's using Discord only yesterday and started Twitch oh. today. But wow. He's a fast learner. Wow. Well. Um, Good job. So Good would job. you say you're in an older age category? You're a younger age category then. Um, you don't need to say an age, but I'd be guessing you were probably a forum person who's been doing a lot of, um, or uh, unless you're new to the community, unless you're new to Flight Simulator and you you only discovered about Flight Sim 20. <clears throat> Okay, yeah. So, so you're in an older age category. Um, yeah. Farrell, you're just, you're not the oldest anymore. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> but, I don't um, remember candles before light bulbs. I'm kidding. I can uh, understand Discord and Twitch being a little difficult. Yeah, they were a little bit of a, a learning curve for sure. Discord can be one with all the channels, and you can get lost yeah. pretty quickly. But um, they're definitely good. Uh, oh, he's been using FSX. Well, FS since the first version. Holy smokes. Wow. Jeez. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff you can gain from uh, from flight simming, even back then when it was just wireframe. Crazy stuff. I think stuff. my first one was 95. I mean, we tinkered around with it at school. I didn't have a PC. And um, we tinkered around a little bit with an early version, but the first one that I can say that I actually got my hands on and I got to really explore was, was the uh, FS95. It's been yeah, a little while. Let's, um, so this is um, Karagatatuba. And what is that? Hold it's, on. A, it's a very long name, but how about we go and land at this beach so we can finish this flight? How about that? I'm over kind of a long stretch here. I wasn't sure where to go, so uh, which beach, beach are we talking? Uh, oh, you're back there. Hotel Santa okay, Marina. How about that? <laughs> it's that, a big stretch. Um, Pontel Santa Marina. I should do. Well, remember, I have it. no clue where that is because my <laughs> VFR map doesn't show. It's not in the VFR map either. It's uh, thank you, little nav map. You are. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, I'm just, like, if you I'm... want, go down in altitude. It'll be the beach right here, honestly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let me just. You can do a do 360 my... to get down uh, from your altitude, and we'll be. In oh, there. I've decided to kill the prop and the. <laughs> I'm doing another one of those. Uh... Maybe I should use radar and and kill your engine myself. 
<laughs> oh geez. Well, it's yeah, it's down. I've got the prop and the throttle all the way down, and I just dropped all the flaps, so I should be able to momentarily. Uh... Oh wow, you're descending quick. <laughs> yep, it says 500. But you know what? I'm going. It's not. The speed's not terrible. As soon as I pull back on the yoke. Like right now it's about 90, but it's gonna drop off like a rock. Just gotta hold hold off for a little bit, and it's yeah, 70, 77, 71, 73. So not too bad. And, and I'm let's I think right. I'm down and alive. I always bounce a tiny bit with this plane. Yeah, it's it can be be a challenge to even if it's very very light. Wow, that was a nice. I'm a little yeah, bit Pilotas. far down here. <laughs> uh, Pilotas is saying it was great flying with you guys. I've been only using FSX offline, kind of like you, for Isle. Looking forward yes. to doing more flights. Yeah, definitely. Um, this is something that we do. We tend to do it every Thursday. Uh, we do a big flight and we talk at the same time um, about the sim updates and stuff like that. So feel free to follow us if you want to get a notification. Um, we honestly have a lot of fun on it. We do post on the uh, calendar. It's in the event section of the forums. So we also have information down there and usually we post a few screenshots as well in there. Um, but yeah, we, we love talking about all that stuff. Uh, every Thursday night, usually we do it 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern time. It starts at around midnight UTC. Um, we tend to have a lot of different planes, don't we? <laughs> but we, do. we stick to the small ones. Oh, okay, so you're, you're some of the people who found us from the calendar. Yeah, this week we also did a very, uh, well, let's say it was very late on doing the calendar uh, yeah. post. We kind of did it. We did. What? Four hours ago. So, yeah, we posted two hours before the actual thing. Usually we tend to post it uh, a few more days in advance. Um, so uh -oh. usually you'll, the you'll water. know further ahead of time what we do for the week. But Dang, I hit yeah, the this water. time was last minute. Dum, da -dum, dum. Yeah, actually, I'll, I'll go to you for hours so at least we can... Uh... Well, I, I kind of hit the water, so... Oh, right. And, of course, when I use my slew, it absolutely, one click of the button, I'm miles away from you now. So, don't come down. Oh, I can see you. Okay, I go. guess I'll stay with this little house right there here. There we go. Yeah, I'm just going to, now I can come forward. It's really weird. My slew is way overdone. Oh, my God. It's way overdone. Yeah, it's one uh, click will put me miles, miles and miles and miles away. My plane. Oh, I'm dodging cars on the highway. Wow. Maybe, SUV's you know turn. Yeah, you, kill you guys didn't see anything. Uh, let me just do <clears> a <throat> quick pushback, and you guys didn't see anything. I'm trying to get the license plate on that SUV that just tried to kill me. <laughs> Can't quite get close enough. Let's see if I can get close enough. Man, he's going fast. Wow, they really have the traffic moving. Because I'm moving, and he's... I can't catch up with him. <laughs> it's a highway. He tried to kill me. Yeah, yeah, he tried to kill me. I'm trying to catch this white SUV. Well, I'm you trying to kill on me. This little beach house, and I'm. Uh, it must be pretty warm down here as well. So, somewhere in the southern hemisphere. So, I'm hiding yeah. on the other side of that house. So. Yeah, I'm. Don't crash I'm trying it. to miss the house, but I, the rudder wants to. I didn't miss it. Oh. Okay, I see you now. 
I got whoa. I'm just, I love how they still managed to model that little antenna. It's quite big compared to like a window. <laughs> the thing is huge. Come on, turn. Okay, if I put on my parking brake, I can now go into showcase mode. And we'll be able to. Oh, I'm still moving. Not moving. I don't see you moving right now. I'm directly. I did a little bit. I just gotta. I don't think I can make that turn, so... And this will conclude today's little talk. Lots of fun. Uh, great scenery. If we're taking uh, a straight bird's eye view... Well, let's just say if we take a straight line from where we are from where we took off, we only did okay. about 130 nautical miles, which is not much, but wow. we did a lot more than that by looking at all the little zigzags that we did around the islands. Yeah. Nice. It was a beautiful trip again. I want to be there. It looks so warm yeah. and sunny and, and nice. It really does. I mean, beautiful Canada mountains. Does, I want to be, I want to be somewhere that's mountains. Yeah, Florida's so flat. I want mountains. That's true. You guys have mountains. Yeah, it's so flat. It's flat. like, ugh. Yeah, it's just it's like a washboard. The entire state's like one big ironing board. I mean, there's a little bit of hills north of Tampa, Spring Hill in that area. Maybe not Zephyr Hills, thing, where the though. water comes from. But they're just hills. They're literally there. I mean, there's a few hills in around Orlando because of the uh, orange groves and stuff. You'll see some hills around there, but they're literally just pretty small hills. and not couldn't classify them as anything other than that. Thank you very much for being with us. It was really amazing for all of those who came in, contributed, flew with us, asked a few questions, or just participated. Don't forget to follow us if you want to. We do this every Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. That is midnight UTC. Um, and that's it. We'll see you guys next week. Yep, see you next week.